Today, I believe our Lord is inviting us to consider the power of prayer. I think prayer is something that is waiting to be unlocked in many of the hearts of the faithful, which will truly transform the world. And I say the word power because when you look at the lives of the saints, you see that they live with this power. You think of St. John Paul II. His, his life was a beautiful witness to prayer. And it was very public as well. So many people saw him pray. John Paul II would get up at 4, sometimes 5 in the morning to pray for 60, 90 minutes a day. And when he would pray, people could see him. And it would seem like he was speaking to the invisible. They could feel when he was praying that he was no longer present on earth and that he had this deep communion with the Lord. It's really interesting, when the Pope ever went to a new country, his MCs would try to hide the Blessed Sacrament from him because he would, he would find it and he would pray and he would throw off the whole schedule. And there's this interesting story where John Paul II went to America and the owner of the house closed all the doors and all the doors looked the same, so no door looked like it was saying chapel. But John Paul II walked through that corridor and he passed through one door, passed by one door, and he stopped. And he looked back at the owner of the house and the MC and he shook his head because they knew he was hide they were hiding the Blessed Sacrament from him. Then he opened the door and he went in. So he knew by his spiritual sense that God was present because his deep communion with him. Or this one time, when he was hiking, he asked his guide that he wanted to sit down and pray. So the guide brought him to this flat rock and he sat down and prayed. And the guide said that John Paul II was emotionless. His body didn't even move. He was absorbed in prayer. He was like in ecstasy. And he could feel that this man was endowed with this deep spiritual power. And it felt like just a few moments, but we looked at his watch, an hour had gone by. And so this is the power of prayer in someone's life. And St. John Paul II's prayer life was not an accident. It was powered by perseverance coupled with right knowledge about prayer. You know, for many of us, we've tried to pray, maybe. And maybe you're trying to pray. And it feels like a battle. You feel like you're Moses in the first reading today, and you're doing battle. Not with physical people, but you're doing battle with distractions, with temptations, maybe with kids. You're doing battle with the cares and worries of the world. And sometimes we win, and sometimes we lose. But we feel like it's such a tiring form of prayer that sometimes we want to give up. But you see, the spiritual masters give us hope. You see, there's a progression in prayer. In a way, there's almost like three general stages of prayer. The first stage of prayer is understood in this way. You see, our soul is like a garden. And so the first stage of prayer is that hard work. The saints say that it's like you're pumping from a well into a bucket and then you're going over to your garden and then pour, you know, watering your garden with that bucket. It's a lot of work, but there's some fruit and there's some rest there. But this is the hopeful part. The saints say if we continue per to persevere, prayer becomes easier. And so now this is the second stage of prayer where you're pumping from a well, but it's flowing through an aqueduct to the garden. And so what's happening is 
you're working a little bit more, a little bit, you're still working, but it's much easier. And then there's the third stage of prayer, where you don't have to do anything almost. What happens is now the spring is welling up from the garden itself. And that's a reference to Jesus who says that he will give this living water that will well up into eternal life. In that type of prayer, you're just resting in the Lord and you experience this deep peace. But what this requires, of course, for us is perseverance. And that's probably the hardest thing. You see, the gospel, that's why Jesus is telling us today, he's giving us this parable to remind us to not to lose heart when we pray. He's saying, look, if you pray, look at this widow. She's praying to this unrighteous judge. And the only reason why he responds to her is because she's about to annoy him to death. And so God is saying, look, if an unrighteous judge will respond to someone's prayer because he's annoyed, how much more will God, who is a righteous judge, and your father respond to your prayer, not because he's annoyed, but because he loves you. And so what God is inviting us to do, what Jesus is inviting us to do when we pray, is to persevere in trust. You see, sometimes God delays our prayers, our requests, because he wants to build a relationship with us. Sometimes we treat God like a Coke machine, right? I say the prayer, God gives me the pop. But God is more than just a machine. He's a person who wants to love us. And so he delays our prayer sometimes so that we draw closer to him. And the second reason he wants us to persevere in prayer is to overcome the lack of feeling we experience in prayer. This is the common obstacle people experience in prayer. And maybe you've said this in your own life. You know, many people say this, they come in to me and they say, you know, Father, when I began to pray, I used to feel really close to God. But now, even though I'm praying still, he see, I don't feel anything. And he seems far away. And this is the dangerous part. And people make this fatal mistake. They give up prayer. They leave prayer. And what's happening there, what's happening is that people begin to measure their faith by their feelings. And feelings are, are, are good, but they're not the complete indication of your faith. Just like in any relationship, love is more than a feeling. And in any relationship, it has to grow beyond the feeling. Right? Couples can't remain in the honeymoon phase forever. You have to move into this new phase where your love is maturing and growing. And so it's the same way with God. God wants to mature and to grow our love. And so what he does is he withdraws the feeling so that we draw closer to him, so that we love the God of consolation and not the consolation of God. And what God does, of course, is he's smart. He's trying to draw us closer to prayer. And so he gives us these feelings, these spiritual highs, so that we'll come to him. Just like a parent you don't like start with broccoli to feed your kid. You'll start with like honey and then you trick them with broccoli. But God's not trying to trick us. What he's doing is he's trying to move us from baby food to real spiritual food that will lead us to mystical prayer. That's what he wants. 
And so the biggest obstacle to our prayer life is this lack of feeling we feel sometimes, this what we call desolation. And so there are a variety of reasons why God will allow this as well. And so we have this lack of feeling because God is, is testing us. He's wanting to strengthen us in virtue. In St. Ignatius, in his ninth rule, he gives three reasons why we don't have these consolations anymore. The first is, sometimes we're going in prayer, but we've gone lazy. Or we've fallen back into our sinful ways of life. The second is that God is testing our unconditional love. He's like, will you love me? Will you continue to pray even if you don't have these feelings? And the third is that God is trying to remind us that this consolation, this spiritual high, is a gift that comes from Him alone. And so if we experience that, we reflect in our life, or with the help of a spiritual director, we repent, and we continue to persevere in prayer and trust. You see, because the enemy wants you to give up. He sees you growing in prayer, and he sees you becoming spiritually stronger, and he's afraid of who you would become if you were a person of prayer. And this is the a point I want to get across as well, too. But maybe sometimes you don't feel this feeling in prayer, this spiritual high. Maybe it's not because you're lazy, not because you're because you not because your love is conditional. Maybe you are humble and you're persevering in prayer and meditation. And so this is what happens. Sometimes the lack of feeling, the perception of that, makes us feel like we're further from God. But sometimes, actually, we're drawing closer to Him. You see, the closer you get to the light, the darker it becomes. And it's not because of, of a lack of light. It's because of an excess of light. There's too much light that it becomes dark. And so the reason for this is because God is greater than anything we've ever conceived. And so what we, he's doing is that the closer we draw to him, he's purifying all the false images we have of him. He's purifying these feelings we have of him, which are not God himself. And so that's why many of the saints like Mother Teresa and St. Teresa of Lisieux, who are masters in the spiritual life, experience this darkness in their life. It's because they're drawing closer to him and he is purifying them in the dark night of faith. And so faith is the most proximate means of union with God. That's what St. John the Cross says. And what he means by that is, even when you don't feel God and you continue to walk in faith, be assured that you are united with God. And so this is the most critical part then. If you are in this stage of prayer in your life, what God is inviting you to do is he's inviting you to silent prayer, to be in His presence, to contemplation, to allow the Holy Spirit to guide you now in prayer. And you can do this, of course, with the help of a spiritual director who can help and guide you. And what begins to happen is this, is that your faith doesn't waver like a roller coaster based on these feelings. What begins to happen is that your faith now is centered on this deep peace. 
you begin to realize that there's a spiritual high that comes and goes, but there's a deep peace that always remains. And then what happens is that this peace becomes like a spiritual rock for you, that no one can ever shake you. And then your spiritual life begins to progress like this, and you draw closer and closer to God. And so, my brothers and sisters, this mystical life of prayer is an invitation for each and every one of us, not just the saints. And we're invited to experience the peace that the world cannot take away, this peace that remains despite the feelings that change. And so like anything worthwhile in life, we must fight in prayer. We must battle in prayer and continue to persevere. Because when you do that, the treasures that await us in prayer are beyond anything that can imagine. It's like drinking from an ocean. This deep peace, just resting in God. Because in prayer, we contemplate in mystery what we will behold for all eternity in its majesty, in its full beauty. As St. Paul reminds us, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it dawned in the heart of man what God has prepared for those who love him.